Welcome to the Lionfish Podcast. I'm Scott Ganello, and I'm speaking with Abigail today here in Aruba. Finally! Well, finally. I like to call this session Coffee with Abby because we've had many conversations over the last couple of years, and it's always during coffee time, and we both share a love for coffee and lionfish. So, welcome, Abby. Thank you. Welcome. Or you, should, you should be welcoming me because this is not my area. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my town. Welcome to Aruba. Thank you. It's a, first of all, it's a beautiful country, and I don't understand why you don't do more with cactuses around here because, <laughs> you know, like a cactus vodka or a cactus meal or something. Well, in Bonaire, they actually do cactus soup. Oh, really? Yeah, um, when they tell us cactus soup, for me it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> have to try that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that. Um, well, well, we'll have to check that out. Um, so, uh, Abby has been working. Well, tell us a little about yourself, actually. Go ahead and tell us. So, in 2013, around 2013, I started with. Um, I had my own restaurant, little restaurant called Reef and Beef. Ah, cool. And um, I did that, not know that. Yes, so we started Reef and Beef, and um, uh, our main dish was actually lionfish. But in that time, I was not a diver yet. Ah. So I was getting in all the, the, the lionfish from, in that time, from Aruba Reef Care Foundation. And then um, that was our main dish. So then uh, it actually, that pushed me into diving then I started diving and doing some more lionfish hunting myself and uh, with Aruba Reef Care Foundation and from there on in 2016-17 we started and then the Aruba Lionfish Initiative started nice only for lionfish under the Aruba Reef Care Foundation because gotcha. they are doing a whole lot of bunch of jobs and um, I said you know what we love the lionfish part so we take that off your hands and nice. we only do that and they can focus on everything else that they have to do. Wow, cool. So fast forward to here, 2022. Um, what's the, the state of the lionfish? You know, how, how's it going here? Are, is it, are the numbers up? Are the numbers down? Do you see any changes from when you first started? Yeah, I remember when I first started, we had some derbies with Aruba Reef Care Foundation. And um, because in that time for Aruba already, it was there was a lot less, a whole lot less known about the lionfish because we have been talking or I have been talking to a lot of people, like older people, I'm not going to tell them they're that old, but yeah, um, they knew about lionfish, but they were scared of it because when you get stung, yeah. it hurts a lot. Just I a little bit. Well, yeah. that's, people are telling me that I never been stung. You've never been stung? Never, ever. Well, you know, uh, we partnered with Stingmaster, which is a cream that blocks the pain sensors to your well, brain. Well, I hope never to use it. You should try it. You get stung <laughs> just to try the cream. It's really cool. <laughs> so, but the people, they and that's why they, they were not eating it, because they thought that, is, uh, that it's, it, you know, ve venomous and poisonous. Yeah. In English, there's a difference in words. Right. But in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Papiamento, our native language is just poisonous. Yeah. There's no other word for venom and poison. Gotcha. So they thought, oh my God, I'm going to be eating it and, and I will die. Wow. So um, it took a lot of time and a lot of explaining and a lot of information to tell people, no, it's very much very good to eat and healthy and delicious. Wow. And that's how we, it started that... Um, yeah. 
So how many how many restaurants do you think there are on the island uh, that would actually sell lionfish? Um, or is it still kind of a niche thing? Yes, and uh, I know for sure that Patrick does yeah. it for sure. Um, has it only lionfish he's serving? Um, that's the uh, lionfish snack. Yes, and he's doing a great job because he's also a diver. He's also a lionfish hunter. That's awesome about it. And um, we went to a few uh, restaurants to introduce the lionfish. But the thing is, um, as an yeah former restaurant owner and I'm I was also a restaurant manager for another company uh, the kitchen the chef would like a bigger fillet because it needs to be a certain amount of grams and blah blah per plate and right. in lionfish as we all know that um, the smaller the better when you catch them because if you catch them small you know for sure they haven't done that as much of a damage to the reefs already but for a chef they want the bigger lionfish because it's a bigger fillet. But when you get a bigger lionfish, it is because it's already been doing a lot of damage. So it took a lot of convincing to the restaurants that, oh, you know, try to show them, oh, you can, the bigger fillet, you can do it one fillet, you know, on, on a plate. And the smaller lionfish do the ceviche, you know, some smaller dish type of thing going on and then they're like oh yeah we can you know diversify your your how you present your di fish or your dish so that the lionfish can be taken small ones and the bigger ones yeah that's that's um that seems to be a, a kind of a global thing about the, the size of the fillet so you can't you know, when you get a lionfish dinner, it's a lot of small fillets versus, you know, a big, yeah. like a grouper yeah, or a snapper. Because, because in the kitchen, the chefs would like uh, one fillet. They cook one fillet on your, put, and put on your on your dish, and it needs to be a certain amount of grams. That's right. how that's how, how it is. Um, so then we, I had to present the lionfish with a bunch of recipes next to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. oh, this is the way you can do it. And this oh, yeah. is the way you can know, do it. It's just fish, right? It's <laughs> yeah. just like a white fish, like white yeah. filet. So however you cook fish, you can cook lionfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to get to a uh, lionfish snack. Uh, I'm, I'll be out there in a, in a couple of days uh, working with Patrick. He does it in a cool beer batter and everything yeah. that he does, he makes himself. Right. His sauces, everything he does himself. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's awesome. I can't it's wait. awesome. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to order actually one of each and just you know, sample <laughs> them. And, yeah. Um, so tell, tell me about living on Aruba. It, on a map, it looks really big, but it's really... Uh, well, how many miles is it north to south, east to west? It's 39 miles. We're just a dot. Just a dot. We are just a dot. Yeah, but it's a map. beautiful dot. Yes. Yeah. It's the, an awesome dot. The water. And the, <laughs> I look at the water down here, and it's like a deeper color than uh, up by like, like Palm Beach area where, where we're staying. Yeah, because Aruba is on little plates, so there are some deeper spots than and uh, than other spots. But for example, if you're if you're doing um, here, if you're doing shore diving, then you would know that you you. You, your swim out is very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would be singing kumbaya with each other and telling stories before you go down. <laughs> so, and that's what I want to talk about is the, is the style of diving here. I don't see a lot of like dive boats out there. Uh, is most of Aruba shore dives? Uh, we have a lot of shore diving. Why? Because we have uh, on the south side, of course, we have the, the inner reefs, mm -hmm. um, like the little islands. Mm -hmm. 
and you can dive either inside of them or outside of them. Outside is actually you, the big open sea between us and Venezuela. Um, but inside and outside there's stuff to see and different it's different different reef uh, right. reef life right. um, we have we actually have lots of uh, dive companies with their own dive boats going out so they go out on the outer reef oh, okay yeah I was we were, we were on the north side uh, yesterday looking around and uh, looked a little rough out there yeah on the north side yeah if you want to do north side diving um, um, I don't recommend it to people that haven't been diving a lot because when you get into the water, for example, you, the water will not, never, ever, ever be calm, ever. Yeah. When we say the north side is calm, is because there's big waves anyways, but not as huge and crazy going on like, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So there are times in the year, just a few times in the year that you can actually go di and do diving there. Um, I did my dive in there as a boat dive because uh, I'm not jumping off the cliff and go swim <laughs> swim in. Because <laughs> it, it looks easy to jump in, but how do you get out, right? Yeah, no, some people do it. Patrick does it nearly all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I respect you guys because I would not do that. Yeah. Because you get in, the water is calm, you swim out a little bit, you know, it's big waves and everything, it's, but it's, you know, you can still do it. Yeah. But you never know when you come back up on what conditions the water is because it can change at any minute. Right. And if, for example, you got like huge waves, and eight meters, nine meters wave coming in and, you know, going into the big rocks there, yeah. that's going to be a little bit problem. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a little more adventurous yeah. than, than most people want to do. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I would just want to go in and go out on the boat. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, you use the app. You're on the Lionfish Patrol app. Yeah. Um, one of the things we're trying to do uh, and the reason for this trip is to get more people familiar with the app. Yeah. I find social media is really okay to a certain degree. Maybe we're not marketing it as well as we should. People are like, oh, I've heard of your app. I've heard of something about it. But it's that getting people to actually start to use it. Yeah, the thing is, and I think this is human psychology. Uh, I was a teacher, so I got, I got a little bit of psychology for the kids and everything else. So human psychology is that you have to, and this, this is for every, everything that you do in groups. Um, you have to make people feel part of a group that what they're doing is very important. Right. And you know, if you're gonna be diving, and that was one of the, you know, one of the biggest slogans that they have is, uh, you just you're not just diving, you're diving with a mission. Right. Because diving to see beautiful fishes and everything else is one thing, but diving seeing beautiful fishes and you have something that you're doing there is there is a actually purpose of your diving will make you feel like I'm doing something towards a nicer right. reef so and that was one of our biggest challenges to let yeah. people start thinking I'm diving with a mission so when you're diving with a mission then people will say okay if because data for lionfish is extremely important because the lionfish has been you know since they got on this side of the world up to now they the evolution it's ridiculous it's right. not like a regular fish because i remember when when we we first started i first started doing derbies or helping doing organizing the derbies with the reef care 
when we got the fish in, they always said, you know, it needs the fish when it's so, the females, when they're, they get to a certain length and that's when they start being, uh, having, you know, you can start seeing their egg sacs and everything else. But um, they go, I got fish from the north side, there's tiny little fish and they were already spawning. Oh yeah, they spawn within the first year. And yeah, and so, your reef fish takes three to five years. Yeah, and, and that's the thing because um, in their own environment, that's not happening. Right. So, uh, so, so our, our um, we think that um, because our water conditions and um, we were, it was a time that everybody was hunting, and I think they went like into a panic mode. I want to call it like, yeah. oh, let me start spawning earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Let me start doing this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> every two to four days. Um, yeah, within the first year, they're, they're breeding every two to four days. Yeah, spawning. yeah but the um, thing is, uh, we got like very, very small fish. Right. It's like, it was incredible. Well, that's good, because the bigger the fish, the more damage they've done. Yeah. So, um, and we did, a, we did a tournament in Belize last, last year, in 2021, and there was, um, one of the interesting things we found was that the divers that came in in the morning, like they went out at 5.30, came in around 7.30, all of the lionfish came in were females. Yes. In the morning. And then the rest of the afternoon were all males. Yes. So that little fish psychology there for timing, obviously it's better to do them in the morning to get the breeder females out. Yeah. And in early evening as well. So um, it's interesting. How many, how many divers do you think there are on the island that hunt lionfish? Realistically, uh, I'm not sure now because um, you have divers that are part of foundations and sure. you have divers that are not part of foundations. Um, because uh, I have divers that they are normally they go diving for actually catch bigger fish, right. and lionfish will come in between them and the fish. Yep. And then um, I will ask them, please. Just catch the lionfish too, bring it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so then they started doing lionfish too. And there are some divers that um, they were hunting lionfish from a long, long time ago, but they, they would just use it for their own consumption and sure. not telling anybody because it's like there was nobody to tell. Right. So I'm sure there must be over a hundred because all the, for all these years we have people living on the island and people coming back to the island like international divers that I want to call them international divers um, that the, every time they come back that's what they do so and we have also people that are Rubens that are living abroad that when they come back for vacation or whatever they will do lionfish hunting so gotcha. that is how we want to um, you know that's how you Encourage people to come here and hunt lionfish. Yeah. yeah. So, and that is why the numbers keep changing every year because right. it depends on who comes in, who goes out, who comes back in, and who, you know. Right. Well, our, our mutual friend Tim, uh, owner yeah. of Zookeeper, he just he was in Zur uh, Curacao. Uh, I just missed him by like a week and a half, you know. Um, and he caught a bunch of fish. Uh, he yeah. logged a bunch of fish on the app for Curacao, which is nice because they get the data, they keep the data. Yeah. But he keeps the data in his own dive log you know, his catch log yeah. on the app. So 
um, that's what we try to do is we try to encourage people if you're, you know, do some lionfish hunting destinations, use the app, give them the data so the country can still see what kind of numbers are being pulled out. Yeah, um, for sure. And keep them in your log as well. So you can still get your global ranking through the app. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, I remember um, a long time ago that this was with Under Reef Care Foundation. There was this student from Texas YM. She was, uh, you know, doing the mar her marine research and everything else for her studies. And um, Raven, Raven Walker. So Raven was the one actually that started the data phase <laughs> in uh, okay. Aruba nice. because we, we helped her doing the transects and everything else and then it's it's like how important data is sure. so um, uh, then uh, because of her with her help um, I got you know if you're not a marine biologist what can how can I help what can I see in a fish uh, because if I'm gonna tell somebody um, just that's not that's just a diver or whatever and say, well, we have to take a look at the author list. Like, huh? What? Uh, hang on a second. That's an old car. <laughs> That's an awesome car. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we apologize. It's going to be kind of noisy in here. We're at, a, we're at a coffee shop. Tell us about the coffee shop here. What is this? Oh, this is the Culture Cafe, the Nicholas store. This store is in a protective a protected building uh, it, because it's a historical building it's uh, this building was a store that you bought uh, it's like a little supermarket type of thing mini market with everything else in it a long 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 time ago when those type of cars were driving around <laughs> and they just did a whole restoration on it to keep to keep to keep how it was and that's why you can see the the, the tiles are the true Aruban tiles oh really and the ties as you see these are very European Old yeah. European because, as everybody know, the, our last uh, settlers were Dutch. Yeah. So we got a lot of their style into our culture. And um, now it's a coffee shop and it's part of, part of, our, of our history. Nice. And it's a great little coffee shop. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's right against all these murals that uh, this area is known for? Or? Yes. Um, what they said, you know, how can we promote St. Nicholas? We have a lots and lots of uh, local artists, young and old, that they don't have the money or the venue to, to, you know, to expose their, their art. So they said, you know what, let's do this in St. Nicholas. Is it San Nicholas or Saint? Uh, it is Saint Nicholas. Okay. But on the map it says San? San. San okay. is Saint. Oh, okay. In different languages. Uh. Oh, that's nice. So, we're cool you, you, people. so is this a big Santa Claus place or? Yeah, Saint Nicholas yeah. is Santa Claus. Yeah. Saint Saint oh, wow, Santa cool. Claus. Yeah, and, and <laughs> tell us where it is in Aruba on the map. Like, what part is this? This is on the other side, uh, on the west side. Yeah, but it's the sud most southern area, correct? Yes, um, and uh, this Saint Saint Nicholas was actually um, in the in a long time ago was actually the main town of Aruba. Oh, really? Uh, because we have, as you can see on the, on your yeah. south side, that's the uh, the re you know the rest <laughs> of the refinery. We had the biggest, one of the biggest uh, oil refinery in the Caribbean. Oh wow! Um, the uh, the ones that started this was Lago Oil, 
and Lago was one of the biggest suppliers for the U.S. and the Allies for the Second World War. Oh, wow. And that is why when the Second World War was going on, uh, Aruba also had, it, had the effects. Um, I remember my grandma told me because she was younger, um, uh, when they were driving the cars, they also had to you know, dim their lights and do everything else oh, because submarines. Beca yes, because um, uh, Germ the Germans German subs, knew yeah. that you know we have the biggest fuel sure. supplier for all the allies. Yeah. Wow. And um, they tried actually to bomb. Uh, the, really? the refiner. That's why we. You don't have really hear much of Aruba in World War Two. <laughs> yeah. So we have the shipwreck Antilla. We have the we have some of the shipwrecks that are are German. Oh wow. And uh, we also have some of the the uh, the torpedoes that came in uh, that didn't blast for some gotcha. reason. You know because we are so blessed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's also part of our history. We were we were actually an essential part for the Allies. So tell me the new big area of Aruba now. It's uh, that's town that's that is Oranjestad. Say Orange, it again. Oranjestad. Orlandestad. Oranjestad. Oranjestad. And that's Orange City. It's okay. in Dutch. Okay. That is our main our main capital right now. Gotcha. Um, and not right now. It's got, that's going to stay so because that's where all the uh, you know all the, the cruise, cruise ships, ships are going to yeah. come in. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, and then we have the Palm Beach area. So we have three main areas, and they all are kind of main because of what their, their significance for Aruba is. Gotcha. And for example, uh, the Palm Beach area, that's where all the hotels are, you know, that's the tourist, the most touristical area and as, as everybody knows, that's more than 80% of our national GDP. Oh wow. So yeah, we, we love tourists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to wrap this up, what, what advice do you have for anyone out there that um, doesn't know about lionfish or has never thought of doing anything about lionfish how could they help as I always say to I have always you know I have non-divers and divers the non-divers is how can you help because everybody if you want to help and they they're not divers right and you want to help for the cause of lionfish yep said so just when you go out eating somewhere just you know play dumb and ask do you have do you guys serve lionfish yeah that's, I, I always tell that to people. It's and if enough people ask that restaurant owners want to yeah. please their, their and clients. And before you ask, do you have lionfish? Just you know, get the information that you know it's it's venomous, not poisonous, right. and the difference between it. Mostly for us, because for example, in our language, there's no a, there's not a difference in words. Right. It's one word that That's we use. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So we use poisonous. That's our word. Right. Because we our word is veneno. It's yeah. venomous. So what you should say is it's not poisonous. No, we just say it's 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 venom, but you will not die from yeah. it. Yeah. It will hurt if you're diving. Oh, it'll hurt. But yeah, I heard that <laughs> it will hurt. <laughs> My God, I'm still hearing that. Yeah. After so many years. Well, hopefully oh, you'll never experience that. No, I think lionfish just love me. They're like, no, I'm not gonna stay you. You're my friend. Yeah. Until I, you as you're know. jamming them in a zookeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, this is my friend. Until I just, you know. Yeah. They get a shot. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I appreciate the time. This has been a couple years in the making. Uh, I didn't want to do a Zoom call. It just would not have been the same. So it's really good <laughs> catching up finally. Uh, and I'm I'm glad we got to have coffee in a, in a historic coffee shop. 
uh, yeah, here. You're, you're in the part of my, my part of town in, yeah, right. in, in Aruba. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, again, I appreciate your time, and I'm sure we'll be communicating a lot in the future because there's a lot going on, and, and I still look yeah, forward to working with you. Yeah, I have so many ideas. So, it's crazy that I'm like, I have to start doing it again and do this and do that. and yeah. do the, It's, it's well, crazy. Get it going. I mean, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, I, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for all you do. Thank you. All right. I'm out of here.